Have you ever experienced a moment in your life when you felt completely isolated and alone, carrying on with your day-to-day routine while no one around you truly understood what was happening behind closed doors? Come along with me on a journey of storytelling, healing, and growing in community. This is Unleashing Your Inner Truth. guests today are a couple who just celebrated 19 years of marriage. Wow! We are extremely overjoyed to welcome them to Unleashing Your Inner Truth podcast as they share what it takes to cultivate a healthy and sustainable marriage. Please welcome Mackenzie and Adrian. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast, Magali. We're delighted to be here. Yes, we are. Hopefully, again, our story can help couples out there that's trying to get to the next stage. Thank you so much for taking uh, the time to be here. And so to get started, how did you meet and what was your first impression of each other? You go first, babe. You want me to go first? All right. So I saw an infomercial. Do I tell my story? You want to tell the story? Okay. I saw an infomercial on TV for a computer system. This was years ago. And uh, I decided to, I said, okay, I'm, I want to I wanna get that. You know, so I called the number and surprisingly, he was the agent on the phone when I called. And um, he put that voice on me uh, because I bought everything and more that was a part of that computer package. I brought so all. He's a seller. Yes, he's a salesperson because I bought all the extra gadgets that I didn't even use. But he was so convincing, so I bought all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> come to find out that, and he said, "This is my direct extension. And if you have any problems with your delivery, just let me know." So I, I found out later that he purposely sent my package in different stages so one day i would get the cpu next time i'll get the monitor so Mm -hmm. i had to keep calling him to find out about my package Mm -hmm. but that's all i was calling about i wasn't calling about anything else and then out of the blue a few months later he just reached out to me and said you know hey can we you know can i give you a call i'm like wait what are you (laughs) kidding me that bravery. Yeah, never you, done right? anything smart, like that before. Yeah. 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 So we just started talking on the phone. Well, I have to I have to cut her off. Oh, oh. I, I have to jump in. Because <laughs> the way I remember this story, mm-hmm. she did call. I was working a infomercial that night. She did call to order a computer, but somehow butchered the spelling of her name. And so she was applying for finance, and so she couldn't get the finance. Uh-huh. So what? What? she said to me that she's going to call back to order the computer. And just like being a sales agent, I'm like, yeah, she's not going to call back. But I didn't want to miss out on the sale. I said, here's my direct extension. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. a week later, she did call, and she placed the order with me. I'm like, all right, sounds good. I'm happy. But, yes, I did push a lot of stuff on her just to see if I can get it done. And I was able to get it done. And her computer did ship out in pieces, but I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> you told me that later on, because I, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> this is where it begins. Yes. Right? This is where it begins. <laughs> but like she said, a few months later, I don't know what happened. I was sitting at my computer desk, and I remember, I'm like, 
a dream. So I looked her up and I sent her an email. And then I'll let you pick up after that. Yes. I remember the phone call. I don't remember the email, but we started talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. It's something I didn't do before. And then we decided to meet in person. So this, we met 11 months after the first conversation where I placed the call for mm -hmm. the package. So uh, my best friend at the time. Wait, wait, time out. I'm what? sorry. I know you guys are out there listening, but she's missing <laughs> out the best part. What was that? Babe? The best part, she called up and, you know, I don't know if I could say this, but this was the days of Black Planets. And she said, what do you look like? So I said, well, you have Black Planet. She said, yeah, I have Black Planet. So I gave her my user information. She went to look me up. Then when she called back, she said, I could have sworn you were an Italian man. So I put that voice on the phone. She thought I was Italian. So I asked her what was her handle at Black Planet. She gave it to me. Lo and behold, they were coming down to Florida on spring break. And I told him, well, it wasn't spring break. It was in August. Well, you guys was coming down for we, something to meet you. Was it? Well, yeah. I, I feel special. <laughs> I'm going to continue. So my friend and the guy she just met, she decided to let me ride with them to come down to Florida so I can meet you. And I'm all the way up here in New Jersey. So um, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Cause you know, when you talk to somebody on the phone, mm -hmm. um, it's totally different than when you meet them in person. So this was our first time that we were going to meet, but then we met each other. Uh, my friend always laughs at me because she said I was wearing like a prom dress when I came to me. It was not a prom dress, but it was a nice dress. Cause mm -hmm. you know, I gotta be cute. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so let me ask the yes. Um, yes. Both of you. Yes. yes. So so once you guys met for the first time, yes. Um, how was that? How do you? What did you feel? Uh, did anything change? Um, you know, long distance. You're meeting for the first time, but then after that, what were your thoughts? What were what were you feeling in the moment? I was very nervous. When we would talk on the phone, I would fall asleep because we would talk for hours until I fell asleep. Um, but then when we met in person for the first time, I was nervous. But and then he just met me with this big smile. I was smiling from ear to ear and it, the connection was there. It, it didn't stop. It was just like, wow, with instant connection. I believe it was the same for me because meet somebody off the Internet and then meeting them in person, you know, I was just glad that she was who she said she was and she looked the way she's she's because you know a lot of people sent fake pictures and stuff yeah. but i was happy i had a big cheese smile on my face but mm -hmm. her and her girlfriend they were so smart they were not going to meet a stranger so they set up a arrangement place for us to meet and the girlfriend was in the back making sure i look who i i look the way i said so, i look mm -hmm. just in case i wasn't Absolutely. you know so, so important right especially now a days when mm -hmm. um, people are, you know, yeah. online dating and you yes. just don't know who yeah. you're going to meet, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't even think of doing that today because it's not like back then where you're exposed to so many um, different avenues. But I guess it was safer back then because it was over 20 years ago. Um, so, yeah. So um, when did you realize that you were meant for each other? Um, 
Yeah. All right. Well, this I, time you can go first and say, I, how did I'll you go know? First. I, I think for me, one, being in a different relationship, when I met her, you know, she, she was a motivator. She likes to motivate you. She's a go-getter. And, you know, we, we had our ups and downs with, I had strange people coming in in my life. I was still living in Florida. And, you know, and she told me, listen, even if it's not with me, I want to see you happy. You know, and that did something for me because being in a previous relationship, mm -hmm. sometimes people like, if you can't be with them, they don't want you to be successful because to them, you can't do it without them. And she didn't have that attitude. I'm like, all right, she, she, she's a go-getter. She's a motivator. Yeah. yeah, so that was kind of encouraging for me, you know. And that was the day them cheap airlines was coming online. So I pretended to be a baller because I was up <laughs> here every other week because it was $54 airplane ticket round trip. Mm -hmm. And good old days of Metro PCS telephone. <laughs> I was able to stay on the phone day and night, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so... I think that's what it was for me, just the way she carried herself and that she seemed like she wanted me to succeed regardless. Mm -hmm. She had no arterial motive, motive. So if I wasn't with her, she still wanted me to succeed. So what was it for you? Well, I think you said it all, you know? So. No, that was, that, that was for me. What was it for that you? Was what is yours? What is yours? I know when we first met, um, that weekend that we met each other, I also got to meet his sister. And when I met her, she mm -hmm. was like, oh my God. She she really was drawn to me and said, that's it right there. And she gave me the stamp of approval wow. when I met her. Um, Cause she was the first person out of his family that I met and it was just great to see that I made a connection mm -hmm. with, with one of his family members. And so, and she's one of the out, more outspoken ones in his family. And she gave me the stamp of approval. And just the way he was, like, he held my hand. I didn't have that in previous relationships. Mm -hmm. He always wanted to talk to me. Um, we didn't get bored with each other, like, talking for hours. And even when we met in person, the connection was still there. And just his nature about things, I can talk to him about anything. He's my best friend as well. And that's one thing I really cherish because in a lot of relationships, some some of them, they can't even talk to each other. And mm -hmm. that's really important to me. Communication is a big, big deal. And I'm an only girl in my family and my brothers, they really took mm -hmm. to him as well. And then on top of that, my mother. My mother was really connected to him. And at that time, she was really sick, you know, she was going through it. And so when she saw the relationship that I had, that made me feel good that my mom really loved him. So mm -hmm. yeah, I knew he was the one. So then once you guys met, what happened after that? Well, once we met, we kept talking on the phone. I was still down in Florida and she flew back home. You know, it, it took a while, but then I decided, I'm like, well, you know, I really want to be with this person, but being that her mom was sick and she was the only girl, I didn't feel like it was like fair to ask, put that decision on her to ask her to move down to Florida. Mm -hmm. You know, so I decided to move up here, you know, and because her mom was sick, we had to do a lot of stuff on 
on an accelerated speed because her mom was sick. So we quickly got married, you know, and some people wouldn't believe it. Shortly after we got married, we got the house and her mom stayed with us about a month. Yeah, then she passed. And then she passed away, so. But before that, his mom passed before we even got married. Within the span of a year, we met. Same year. Same year, got married. His mom passed. And then the month after we got married, my mom passed. So, wow. yeah. Wow, so sorry to hear that. Can, mm -hmm. you, can you talk about that moment, right? One year together, or within that same year, moving together right not knowing each other very well mm -hmm. but then both if yeah. i hear you correctly both yeah. of your mothers yes passing away um can you talk about that like that moment uh it's that's that's a big that's a yeah. big traumatic event right mm -hmm. um, to have mm -hmm. both parents um both moms passing. Can you lean into? I mean, I, I know it has to be must have been devastated, but you yes. guys were brand new married couple, right? Um, you left your your home in Florida mm -hmm. to be with a dream, mm -hmm. and then you guys are dealing with the death of both moms. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? I know for me because I just got married. Um, this is the first time that we are with each other uh, continuously because before that we met each other three or four times before we got married. We met in August and then he came down for my birthday. And then a few months after that, that's when his mom passed. And then a few months after that, we got married. And then we got married and the following month is when my mom passed and this newlywed this is the first time we're seeing each other on a daily basis because before that we were seeing each other mm -hmm. months apart. And so it was an adjustment period. I'm not going to lie. It was not easy because I'm dealing with being a newlywed. We're living together for the first time. We're spending um, time with each other on a daily basis. And then I lose my mom. So I cried. I cried a lot of times. I, um, I went through the motions, but, um, we stuck through it, but it was not easy. I must tell you, it was not easy because it was just a lot of transi transitions all at the same time. Yeah. It wasn't just one thing. It was a lot of transitions all at the same time, getting used to each other. What are what are your habits? What are your perks? Oh my God. Oh, wait, what is happening here? This is too much. Yeah. So, um, but I'm glad that we stuck through it. But that first year was a test, I would say. And, and for me personally, because my mom died in January and then we got married in August. So for me, it was kind of like tough because Adrienne never got to meet my mom. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to come down, but I wouldn't let her because, you know, was, I wouldn't be able to spend time because we're trying to get funeral arrangement and stuff, mm -hmm. you know. So basically the way I look at stuff, life is short and people always say, well, give it time, date the person, do this, do this. There was no time for that because when we moved, when I moved up here, we got married right away in August. We bought the house in August and shortly her mom transitioned in September. You know, a lot of things do happen on a fast pace very quickly, but I feel like sometimes God puts you in situation because he know he's trying to build you up. He's trying to 
make sure you be strong enough for the stuff that's coming ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think Adrienne needed me just as much as I needed her mm-hmm. in that time. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think of it all the time. I said, what if I would have took her down to Florida and her mom would have been up here? It, you know, she would have had regrets. So Absolutely. by her being here, we, we, we stayed with the mom. We saw everything. We have pictures right now of our wedding that we can't even hang up because her mom was not the person that she used to be. And she doesn't want to remember her mom in that stage. Yeah, because cancer really took all, I mean, she lost so much weight. Because when you do chemo and radiation, it just, it damages all your good cells and the bad cells. So she was just down to like skin and bones. Mm -hmm. And so every time I look at that picture, it just makes me cry. And that's not the way I want to remember her. I want to remember her in her vibrant, full self, full of energy and everything. That's the way I want to remember her. But when I look at the pictures of when she's sick, the month before she passed, she was just down to nothing. So it, it wow. just hurts, hurts when I see that. I can, I can, I can only imagine mm-hmm. um, what both of you went through yeah. in that moment. Um, and, and, you know, I think you are right on to say that, you know, God places us in, yeah. in places and in situations because he knows, right? Mm-hmm. He knows uh, what we can handle and he knows who is that per- the right person for you, right? Yes. Um, and so I'm, I'm as sad as I am to hear that both of you lost your, your mom, I'm also glad to hear that you guys stuck by each other because yes. that's that, that is so difficult especially nowadays mm-hmm. right um there's a lot of divorces happening there's a lot going on people are just not uh, willing to work at the relationship it's much easier to you know walk away and meet someone yes. else mm-hmm. versus coming back to you know what i, I made this commitment right yes. this is a life commitment i made this mm-hmm. commitment because i fell in love with this person yes um and I know that um, you guys um, then, you know, continued your marriage and, and had a beautiful daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, what what can you tell me, like, how have both of you grown, right, um, and evolved as individual within your marriage, right? You're, you, you passed the year, you had a baby, a beautiful baby girl. And now you guys are in it, more invested in the relationship. Um, how do you manage to be yourselves, but yet still be a I think for me, um, I was very shy. And there were a lot of things that I was afraid of. But being with Mackenzie, he's like the thrill seeker, the adventurous one. So he opened up my eyes to different things. And so I was able to even grow as a person because he exposed me to different things and I, I, you know, things that I would normally not do. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I guess I, I gotta get out of my comfort zone and, you know, come out of my shell a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I was very shy back then, but, and I still have my moments. It depends Mm -hmm. on the situation, but yeah, he broke me out of that. And, you know, talked to me like, you know, there's things that you don't have to be afraid. You just gotta, you got to push past that nervousness, that shyness mm-hmm. and, 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 and know, and believe in yourself because I believe in you and I want other people to see what I see. Yeah. So, yeah. 
so powerful, powerful. And beautiful. Yes. Too, right? mm-hmm. To have that support. Yeah, he's definitely my support system. Yeah, we 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 do encourage one another. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if if I come to Adrienne with an idea, she encouraged the idea because you know sometimes I feel like sometimes people seem that they're in it for themselves. You're a married couple. You can't be in it for yourself. Because if she succeeds, I succeed. And if I succeed, mm-hmm. she succeeds. But sometimes for like married couples, they're in competition with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be the case. Because if I'm a better cook than my wife, I, I think I should be cooking, right? And vice versa. If she's a better cook, she should be the one cooking. If I'm a better auto mechanic, I should be taking care. So that, that's what I'm saying. We all should take the roles that we are best at. And as a married couple, we should cheer each other because when one wins, the other one wins. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're better with the kids, so don't give advice. No, if you're a better advice to the kids, you give the advice. That way we still all win at the end. So I think that's what's lacking sometimes, people in competition with one another, but you're one. Compete with the people out there, but don't compete in your household. You're mm. one, you know. Right, because the minute the minute you set your I do's, right? You're you're not individual. It's not individual, right? My thing, it's you know, yes. it's mine, and it, it's mm-hmm. it's unity, right? Yes. It's unity. It's two people coming together mm-hmm. um, to make your 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 dream, right? Your yeah, dream, right. your life, your goals, um, but supporting, and, supporting. I, and I, I appreciate that. Um, because I, you're right to this point. Like I, I feel from what I've seen um, as well that it, it's either it's mine or it's yours, and yeah. and then that breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that breaks definitely breaks the relationship, and you can't really go there. Um, you can never grow from that. Um, and it's not always going to be peaches and cream because it says for better and for worse. There have been times where we've gone through some things, and it wasn't. I'm not going to be like, okay, I give up. This is a test of our marriage. So how mm-hmm. do we, it's how we handle this situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people are just ready to just throw in the towel because now we're faced with a challenge, but it's how we handle that challenge. And I think because we're both um, rooted in our faith, we believe in God, you know, we pray. And, and so God is in the midst of us whenever mm-hmm. we're going through some things. And sometimes I say, why God, why are we going through this? Because it's a lot, it's a lot. And, um, but it helps us to be stronger as well when we are faced with challenges and we, we go through it and, um, and come out even stronger. So, yeah. Can you, can you speak to um, one of the challenges that you guys faced Besides, obviously, you talked about at the beginning um, of both losing your moms, but through your marriage, can you talk about one of the challenges that both of you have faced that um, you guys overcame as a couple? Well, I'll take this one first because it is personally for me. So I lost my 18-year-old son. And, I mean, you, you hear the saying that, a wife bury a husband and a husband bury a wife, they call them a widow. But there's no such saying for a parent who has to bury a child. There's no way you can ever understand and 
see what it feels like. So I was at work. I got a phone call. My son was down in Florida. I got a phone call that he's been shot. And so the moment I'm at work, the feeling that comes over you, you feel like you can't breathe, like somebody's choking you and you're just gasping for air. Somehow, through it all, I made it home. I didn't want to upset my daughter, so I called my wife to meet me in the back. And she met me back there, and I told her. And it, it's, it's, it, it was very challenging. We both stayed in the van. We cried. And then I got to figure out how we're going to explain that to Rebecca, because she was close to her brother. So we're like, how are we going to explain that to her? So we then I had to go to Florida to do arrangement. But again, like Adrienne says, it's through our fate. Because a lot of marriage breaks up because of stuff like that. And the thing, again, I bring it back to Adrienne, is that when my son was living with us, my son, I could honestly say, he never felt like Adrienne was his stepmom. Adrienne treated him as though he was her own. Mm-hmm. And whenever he gets in trouble, he'll run behind Adrienne so she can protect him. You mm-hmm. know, because as a dad, you want you want your son to not get into trouble. You want your son, you want the best for mm-hmm. him. But, you know, I, I say this, I left it in God's hand. Because for a moment, every time I mentioned my son's name, it felt like somebody was cutting me. You know, that's that's the feeling that, that you get. But like, like she said, we got through it. And I believe shortly, a few months later, I was in the hospital with a situation where she, <laughs> I was in the shower getting ready for work. And then I fell. It felt like somebody hit me with a baseball bat. You know, next thing I know, I'm trying to go to work. And again, you know, as men, we're hard-headed. And so I told Adrienne, I'm going to work. She said, no, you're not going to work. I said, yes, I am. She said, no, you're not going to work. If you go to work, I'm leaving. She said, no, we need to go to the hospital. And thank God I, I listened to her. I wasn't mm-hmm. hard-head that day because once we got there, we're sitting there in the waiting room. Next thing I know, I don't know what happened. I'm waking up in the back with machine tied up to me. You know, so again, thank God. That was one of the biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. So we stayed together. We talked about it. We got through it. And we put God in between all of that. Because sometimes the way you feel is like you say, why me? You know, mm-hmm. you're doing all the right stuff. I don't steal. I don't cheat from people. I don't envy what people have. I'm a hard worker. I teach my kids to go after what they want. And then this happened. You're like, why? What about all the bad peoples out there? Why this didn't happen to them? But mm-hmm. then you sit back and you you remember your pastor says, you know, don't question God and stuff. But, you know, we're all human. If we're being honest, you know, we do ask questions, you know. So we got through it. You want to say anything about that? So, yeah, dealing with the death of his son was one of the toughest things. And even explaining it to our daughter, who was very close to him, um, one thing we do is that we keep each other in check. Even if you say you're okay, it's checking in to make sure you're really okay. Like, no, I need you to talk to me and make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a friend of ours that even though 
the family, they never met him every single year on the anniversary of his death. They send us a message saying they made a donation uh, to this charity in his honor. Um, one of them was to plant a tree. Every year is something different. They they mm -hmm. give to a donation uh, or to a charity or to a organization um, that helps other people. And so we feel honored in that aspect that they would, you know, cherish his memory like that, even wow. though they never met him. So, so precious, yeah. yeah. So we have people in our lives that just help us cope. Our pastor, who always encourage us, who came and visited us and, you know, talked to us and everything. And even our friends mm -hmm. who check in on us as well. So, yeah, we have people around us mm -hmm. that help us. Thank God for them, yeah. right? That you have that, that community, yeah. right? Yes. Um, that can support you. Um, can you talk about what, how, how does someone or how does couple um, get through something like that? Like, what are those things, specific things that you guys do to ensure um, that you're healing, you're continuing to heal, but that you stay and remain together because I can imagine how every year, like you said on, on his birthday, right? Um, you still have that memory. You still remember, like if it happened. I'm assuming, like if it happened yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. What What do you do to stay um, grounded and, and focused um, and and continue your marriage and, and your life and and continue to be the both of you, right? Can you speak to that? I mean, I would say for me, myself, I think the one thing I normally try to do is this and understand that it's not a dream's fault. It's not my daughter's fault. It's nobody's fault because the thing about it is my son was born in November. My daughter's born in November. My wife is born in November. Mm -hmm. Me and my son had our last conversation in December where I call him and say, hey, I sent down your Christmas gifts. Let me know when it gets there. Mm -hmm. And then he started, he got this big smile that he always does, this crazy laugh. He started laughing because he was playing in the background with his girlfriend. So this happened in January. My mom died in January. My son and my mom are 10 years apart. My daughter and my son, 10 years apart. So I said to myself is, I can't allow myself to go and find a bottle to draw my sorrow in because my daughter and my wife both still need me. And my mom is up there watching. That's not the man she raised. And it wouldn't be fair for me to do this to them. So it's a constant battle every year where you're forced to be happy and then you're forced to remember mm -hmm. there's someone that you love is no longer here anymore. But because you believe in Christ and you believe in God, you understand that to get there, sometimes you have to go, even if you don't like in the manner he went. But you understand that at the end, we all have to go, you know, and none of us going to be happy when someone we love, whether they're 90 years old, they're leaving. None of us going to be happy that they're no longer here in the physical form. So for me, I would say to anybody, it's an ongoing process. You never forget. It gets easier to talk about. 
it gets easier to laugh and look at pictures and memories, you know, but you will never forget because that loss is forever, but it gets easier. You know, like my wife says, we talk to our pastors. We have a great support group around us. There's always people checking in, you know, and people always mean well. That's why when they ask, is there anything that they can do? They really, really do mean it. But really, honestly, there's nothing that anybody can do. You just, only time can do things. Only mm-hmm. time. Because the the hurt that you feel, you're going to feel it if you have a house full of people that have the best intention for you. The hurt that you feel, you're going to feel if you're in the house by yourself. You know, so that's all I'm t- that's what I take from it. You just got to wait and allow time to heal it slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I would say to anybody. There's no magic pill. There's nothing that I'm going to be able to tell you right now while you're listening, tell you I did A, B, and C. There's no such formula. It's just time and making sure you're around good people. And we also make each other laugh. Like we find moments where we just make each other laugh and be silly because we can't just lay and lie in pity all the time because Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, in that stage, you're just going to feel that all the time. So, and that's why I, I'm always smiling and try to bring good positive energy. Um, and we do that with each other. So just try to continue that. And you, you always seem very yeah. happy and always singing and always yeah. you know, making someone else laugh. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. You constantly make me laugh, yeah. right? And I give hugs because that, that can make <laughs> someone day. Mm-hmm. It's very, really important. That affection. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, thank you for you know being vulnerable and sharing specifically um, that moment, right? Yeah. And that loss um, that you guys um, both faced. So I, I appreciate that. Um, can you speak to um, how have you ha- handled disagreements and conflicts um, in your marriage? Because I know, you know, <laughs> a marriage is not always, you know, happy go lucky, and there's always moments of, you know, disagreement. So we've had conversations about, you know, uh, the roles in a marriage, like he comes from a um, culture where, you know, the woman serves the man. But, you know, I've said in the past, like, we're not living in ancient times. Now we got to come to today, today's society. Like we got to, we have to uh, be there for each other. So we compromise. That's one of the things we we compromise. Mm-hmm. It's not that, okay, only a man takes out the trash. Cause I take out the trash sometimes mm-hmm. because before it, the mentality would be, no, only the man takes out the trash and only the woman clean. No, no, no. It's not like that. We have to talk about that, of course, but cause that's always a thing. The man takes out the trash and the woman cooks and clean and that's it. But no, we are both, we both share that responsibility. Um, I've come home before where, and he is washing the dishes or doing cleaning in the house. And that made me feel good. You're like, Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Wait a minute. What's going on? And you know, yes. And it makes me feel good. So it's like, wow. You know, it, it, he's not 
just expecting like I do everything because I also work. And so, you know, it's a lot. You, you're tired, you know, so you, you can't have the mentality that the woman has to do everything in the house and the man just sits and relax. I understand that I am the one that cooks because he doesn't cook and that's right. okay. So, and he enjoys my cooking, which makes me feel good. So if mm -hmm. I cook, sometimes he washes the dishes. So there's a compromise right there. Um, but definitely um, we talk and it's not, um, and I'm not going to say that we've never had arguments in the 19 mm -hmm. years, but we're at the stage now where it's not tit for tat. Back then in the beginning stages where we were trying to understand each other, when we had a disagreement, it's like, wait, I didn't like the way that turned out. Right. And so it was just one day where we just put everything out on the table. We going to hash this out. And when we have a disagreement, we have to talk about it. And it's not that I'm going to hurt your feelings or you're going to hurt my feelings. We just have to be able to put things out there and come to a conclusion and then we move on. We're not rehashing things from 10 years ago. And that I think that's part of the problem too, is that not in every argument doesn't mean that you're going to bring up something that happened 10 years ago, because then it's, you're not growing from it. You're not moving past it. And we have to be able to move past certain things in order for us to succeed. All right. So guys, did you hear what she said? <laughs> oh my God. I'm just saying what she's saying is communication. Basically in the beginning, we didn't have good communication. So mm -hmm. that's all she's saying is that maybe I assume some stuff and she assumed some mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. about each other culture. Yes. But once we got everything out on the table, we understood what we're trying to do. And that's all marriage to me is you join a team before you were an individual, now you join a team. Mm -hmm. And now you got to understand what that person is like, and they got to understand what you're like. Mm -hmm. Some stuff that you may not like, you address it. And the same thing for the other person. Like she said, now, she says, I enjoy her cooking. Yes, totally true. But you know I don't cook? Because when I attempt to cook, she's in the kitchen with me telling me what to do. And I can't take that. So I'm like, you know what? You you just go ahead and you cook. So, but yeah, absolutely communication is key. If you're not willing to communicate, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, you'll fight about money. You'll fight about the kids. You'll fight about over stupid mm -hmm. stuff. You'll fight about leaving the door crack open. You know, so communication is key. Hash out what needs to be hashed out and then forget about it. Right? And I think that's where we succeed at. We can sit there and talk, and sometimes we laugh at each other. Sometimes, yeah. For example, when she cooks something, <laughs> and I said, I don't eat that. She said, yes, you do. And so I said, all right, do me a favor with my phone. So I would have her record me saying that I don't eat that. So because later she'll tell me, yes, you, you do eat. I'm like, no, right, let's play the video. So we have fun with one another. It's never like she said, tit for tat. Like you say this, I'm gonna say this to get back at you. We're only here once, so we gotta enjoy life. So me and my wife both, we try to enjoy life. We try to enjoy our kids, our daughters. So, you know, just do that, communicate. And, and how do you, cause you're both from two different cultures. Mm -hmm. How do you manage 
to different cultures, right? Like how, how do how do you because sometimes when you marry someone from a different culture, a lot of miscommunication, a lot of misunderstanding um, take place because I grew up in you know I grew up this way or mm -hmm. I grew up in, in the island or mm -hmm. I grew up right and so um, sometimes it could be even a language barrier right that gets in the way mm -hmm. of um, of being married. So how do you how do you handle your culture? Like I said in the beginning, because I'm Jamaican, he's Haitian. When we got together, he brought a lot of his culture in terms of how the man is treated in the culture. And I had to get him to understand, like, that's not the way I grew up. You know, we, it's an equal partnership. And he was willing to compromise. And I think that's where we, um, we were able to get to where we are because he was open and I wanted to learn about his culture as well. I think what also brought us together is the fact that we're from the islands, even though it's different, two different islands, two different languages, we had something in common being from the islands. So we, you know, had that connection there and I wanted to learn about his culture just as much as he wanted to learn about mine. Um, he bonded very well with my brothers too. So, you know, they come to him for advice as well. I bonded with his sisters and his brothers as well. So, you know, we, it was great just being able to um, understand each other and just wanting to know about that. So I cooked some of his foods from his culture as well. I wanted to learn, I had to learn how to do his hair. I never did dreads before, but because, you know, that's part of who he is. I had to learn how to. So he yeah. would bring me to the shop and say, watch that person, how she's doing the hair. And I'll watch videos. And, you know, so I learned how to do his hair. And and that's just something that we do as well. I, I think for me, as far as culture, living in Florida, there's a lot of Jamaican there. Mm -hmm. So by nature, you're already interacting with the culture. Mm -hmm. You're already interacting with the food, you know. So I think it was much easier dealing with my wife because I'm already used to it. So I didn't see any big barrier, any culture issue because I think we seem to have like the same mindset mm -hmm. and the same goal. She's a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. We want stuff out of life. We're very ambitious. So I don't think it was a big issue. I eat Jamaican food. She eat Haitian food. So it was like already amazing. <laughs> so we was already there. There was yes. no convincing her. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's not this, it's that, and vice versa. Like, what is that? No, yeah. <laughs> there was none of that because we were already doing that. Can you share any humorous or heartwarming stories from your years together? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. All right, you sure? I know, we laugh at each other all the time. We too. do laugh at each other all the time. He recorded me snoring. I couldn't believe he did that. I was like, I don't snore. He said, yes, you do. I said, no, I do not. He's like, oh, really? He When he just said earlier in the video that I record him, no, he records me. That's what the thing is. He recorded me snoring, and I thought I did not snore. I really believe that I did not snore until he showed me the video. I said, you must bury that. That will not go public, okay? But it's going public now. <laughs> 
Yes. So I just had to laugh at myself. I said, okay, I'm, point taken. I do snore. I'm sorry. So as long as he falls asleep before me, I'm good. But it's all good. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, how's, how has your love and affection for each other changed over time? For me, I think it actually just grows, you know, because I see, I look at my daughter and I see what a beautiful young lady she's becoming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like when I was young, my dad used to play certain songs in the car. Then I found myself when I got older, I'm playing the same songs in the car. So I watched my daughter when I used to have her in the car. I play certain songs. Nice catch my daughter playing the songs, but trying to play like she's not playing it. And I see what a beautiful young lady she's becoming. She's almost like a mini version of her mom. You know, she's very talented, very smart. She's a bookworm. This girl is very talented. And that makes me proud because I know we've made sure she has a great environment where she can have the best and she can see example of how a man should treat a woman and how mm -hmm. a woman should treat a man. Mm -hmm. So that way she has a base of foundation. So when she does go out there and someone's not treating her right, she would say, no, not, that's not what I'm used to. Exactly. You know, so that's what I see, what I, I love. It grows. It has gotten stronger over the years. Um, and even when we went through like those hardships, that's how we know that we we really do love each other because especially when you're not, if you're going through a health crisis or, you know, something like that, you know, it's not going to be peaches and cream. So you have to, you know, be there for each other. So that's how I know that, you know, our love is strong and that we really do love each other. You know, and, and, and thank you for saying that because I do hear from people who have been in marriages for a very long, long time. They do say exactly what you're saying, mm -hmm. right? It's the tough moments mm -hmm. that really determine the true love. Right? Yes, yes. When you first meet someone, you think it's love, oh, but yeah. it's really, no, you just bond of each other. Oh, yes, really it's like lust and infatuation. Right, right, lust. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But in reality, it's what you guys go together right yeah. that builds that strong foundation of pure love right and and i hear that more and more and more um from couples who have been together for so long and you know and and then but then you hear the other side of mm -hmm. people you know they're getting divorced they're giving up but it's like it's through that that's what's going to make you stronger right yeah. like that moment where you guys are willing to work it out together no matter what, right? Yes. And not giving up. And so, wow. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm touched and, and mm -hmm. excited um, to see what how you guys are going to continue to, uh, to grow, right? And, and, and inspirational um, for other people. Now, I know that we just finished the pandemic, right? Or, or maybe, maybe not, right? Um, and the pandemic definitely did tested a lot of marriages. Mm -hmm. How did it? How did the pandemic affected your marriage, if any? I think for us, it affected it in a positive way because now we were spending even more time with each other. It's like, oh my god, this is too much. <laughs> but I think because we had that foundation, mm -hmm. even though we were tested, it wasn't 
in a bad way because we were already strong in that moment. So even though we were spending more time with each other, mm -hmm. it wasn't that bad. Because even there are some shows that he watches and there are shows that I watch. We watch some shows together and some... Um, I give him his time and he gives me my time. So, you know, sometimes we're watching shows in different rooms and, and that's okay. And during the pandemic, we were playing even more games together. Like, okay, let's go play some tennis together or play basketball together. And, you know, he's very competitive. So he would always win tennis and I would get annoyed. Um, but then and with basketball, I just mean like just shooting the hoops because I'm not a basketball player. And I would win that with shooting the hoop. So that made me feel good. So mm -hmm. at least we had something to win. We each won something. But And so we started doing things together. And I think because our communication was already there, it, the only thing that stressed me out during the pandemic was making sure that I didn't bring anything home to him because... Mm -hmm. You know, I worked in the school with kids and it was always a fear of COVID and, and I didn't want to bring that home to him or my daughter. So I was always paranoid. I was more paranoid than he was or my daughter. So I brought my paranoia on them. Mm -hmm. So they were the ones that were always trying to calm me down. Like he literally had to stop at the door when he would come home because with his job, he has to go into people's homes. So at the door undress, clothes in the wash, and then shower. And that, that was my routine. And he dealt with my craziness. And that's why I know that he's the one because he didn't let my paranoia drive him crazy to the point that, okay, we're done. Mm -hmm. He dealt with that and, you know, really made me be myself in that way. And so I think it even brought us even closer. Yeah, I, I would say the pandemic really had no effect on our relationship, per se, because like she says, we don't mind being around each other. We enjoy being around each other, but it forced you to find activity to do with your family where you can't engage with other people. So I, I don't feel like it affects us one way or the other because we... We love being around each other. We love hanging around each other. Yes, I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. So when I beat her in tennis and basketball, ooh. <laughs> he will not stop talking about it. It was on. It was on. It was on. But I think, I think it's a good thing, you know, if you can already establish that bond. Like we said earlier, it's the hardship that gets you the way you need to be. Not the easy time. Anybody can be there for you when everything is going well. But it's a tough time when you mm -hmm. when you when you going through something. That person's still willing to stick with you. When you're in the hospital, that person still. She mm -hmm. was in grad school where I fell out. I was in the hospital, and I told them, "Don't tell, don't tell her." And she's mm -hmm. like, "You can't do that. You can't tell people not to tell me because I can't be in school and something bad happened to you, and then I'm gonna find out about it later." Exactly. You understand, but. It's, it's a tough time again. So mm -hmm. the COVID had no effect on us. Thank God. I mm -hmm. thank God for that. Amen, amen. And, and how, I'm going to ask this question now, but how do you keep the flame going in your marriage? I think because, you know, when we met, I was a young, tootie, fruity, hot patootie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. So he was very attracted to me when he first met me. You know, you everything say, wait, was. Wait. You say you say yes. was. 
and still is. So I'm oh, saying, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I am not the same as I was at 20 mm-hmm. here 20 years later. You know what I mean? So he loves all the curves and everything. So that's that makes me feel good knowing that I am not the same thin person I was 20 years ago, but he still loves me in my self that I am today. You know, uh, I've gotten a couple grades since I was 20 years old and he still loves that. I, when I got pregnant, you know, your body changes. Um, I, I haven't changed. I'm not saying I changed that much over the years, but cause you know, I still, still got it, but not like when I was 20 years ago, but he mm-hmm. still loves every part of me. So it, it lights a fire in me because he still is attracted to me, still wants me. So I love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that for me, she still look good. So <laughs> I, I don't see any reason why it would be at any other place because she takes care of her body. She works out. She's very active and she's always trying to eat right, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I try to do a little bit of exercise here and there with my work. I'm physically always working. So I feel like she like these guns right here. These guns. I know you can't see it, but these guns right here. His so. arms. Yes. <laughs> so I think we just have fun with each other. I think that's why the flame still yeah. lasts. We, we can make still each other laugh, laugh at each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> Any final thoughts or wisdom you like to communicate to your listeners about love and marriage? Love takes time. No, I want the listeners to know that don't give up when things get hard. You know, you want to fight for your marriage. You want to fight for your love and in good ways and just um, continue to communicate with each other. If, if something is wrong, talk about it. It's okay to talk about it and um, tell each other you love them each every day, each and every day say, I love you. And don't go to bed angry at each other. My take and advice to the people out there listening is this: talk to married people. Like, yeah, sometimes your spouse might say or do something that you're not really feeling. Mm-hmm. Don't go talk to that single friend because all they're going to do is encourage you to yeah. just leave. So talk mm-hmm. to somebody who's been married 25 years, if you're 20 years into it, to find out how they got that extra five years versus talking to somebody who just got married. You're doing it backwards. So just remember communication is key. Talk to the person the way you would want to be spoken to mm. as well and treat the person the way you know you would want someone to treat your mom mm. or your daughter. Yes. That should help. I like wow. that. Thank nice. you. Thank you so much for um, sharing you know, your thoughts and wisdom. As we wrap up this episode of Agents of Love, remember that a thriving relationship is a journey that requires continuous effort and dedication. By prioritizing open communication, mutual respect, and unwavering support, you are actively nurturing the roots of your love. Let this insight guide you as you navigate the path to a lasting, vibrant marriage. Join us next time for another episode on Unleashing Your Inner Truth podcast. Until then, keep cultivating those heartfelt connections that make your marriage truly extraordinary.
Thank you so much for tuning in on today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at unleash underscore your underscore truth underscore podcast and turn on your notifications to know when the next podcast comes up. If you would like to be a guest speaker on my podcast, please feel free to email me at thejesusesquilin at gmail.com. Thank you.